0: Welcome into the podcast for the fans, straight from the teams they love.
3: It's good to see you guys, and uh, I didn't know we had Studio B here in our facility. Good setup.
2: Now that I know where your guys' little office is, I can pop in here whenever I want. Coaches, players,
0: analysts, celebrities, and more. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly.
5: What's going on? Welcome into the Friday edition of the Black and Blue Report. We've made it. The weekend is upon us. The week is over, and I hope everyone had a great week. I'm Daniel Salarson, filling in for Sean Kelly all week long, here from Studio B, and Speaking of the week being over, also mini camp is over for the Saints, and now it's a little bit of rest for them. Time for them to decompress, and then it's on to training camp in about a month. We have plenty of sound for you on today's show from yesterday's training camp. Uh, we'll hear from head coach Sean Payton. We'll hear from defensive coordinator Rob Ryan. On the defensive side, we'll hear from Haoli Kikaha. We'll hear from Keenan Lewis, and um, on the offensive side, Teron Armstead, Josh Hill, and C.J. Spiller. So lots of good Saints stuff, and again, now the Saints are basically dark until training camp, which starts on July 30th. Um, that will be at the Greenbrier in West Virginia. On Monday, the Pelicans will announce, or not announce, will introduce uh, new head coach Alvin Gentry to the media and to the public, Alvin is coming off of a championship win with the Golden State Warriors as an assistant coach, and he was celebrating that, joined the parade. I think the parade is today for him. So then he's back to work starting here on Monday and then the NBA draft next Thursday, then free agency and um, putting together his staff. So busy time here for Alvin Gentry. And also yesterday, Eric Gordon exercises the one-year player option on his contract for the 2015-16 season, averaging 13.4 points while shooting a career-high 44.8% from three-point range, which was second in the NBA, and he was one of the key players that helped the Pelicans reach the playoffs for the first time since 2010 and 2011, and he averaged 15.4 points per game in the playoffs. So Eric Gordon back, which means the top five scores from last year, are all under contract for this past season. A good article on that is written by Jim Eichenhofer. You can find that on pelicans.com. So again, uh, also I'll have some news for you on the Black and Blue Report about the show on in our fifth segment here about next week kind of our schedule as we will extend our show for another week we want to get some pelicans talk with alvin gentry and the draft so we wanted to make sure you had all the coverage as far as the black and blue report and we'll have a bunch of guests to talk about Alvin gentry and uh preview the draft as well so let's get to it we'll have a uh, plenty of saint sound from day three of minicamp yesterday we'll start with head coach sean payne next on the black and blue report
0: pelicans fans be sure to download the team's official app so you can play our new game quest for the coast presented by chevron help pierre the pelican save the coast in this infinite flying adventure save as many miles of the coast as you can before the water rises this fun interactive game includes a basketball bonus round and educational facts about the environment provided by the audubon nature institute quest for the coast presented by chevron available only on the pelicans app Download it today We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report.
5: As mentioned, the Saints ended mini camp yesterday, cut it about an hour short. They did some team drills, some individual drills. Uh, You actually saw the linemen catching some fade passes at the beginning of practice. So pretty cool to watch. Some of them actually make some very nice catches. I'm not saying actually as in I didn't expect it, but offense linemen are not really required to catch football. So uh, really nice job by them. And uh, really hot out there, and I want to commend the fans for the last three days. A great turnout each day. I was out there yesterday enjoying minicamp and just a spectacular turnout by the fans. And even head coach Sean Payne said something about it um, in his press availability after minicamp. And so I'll play that for you in a second. But again, really nice job by the fans. Um, As expected, a great turnout. For the last three days in mini camp, as promised. Here is head coach Sean Payton after day three yesterday.
3: I think we got a lot of stuff done. You know, we're still obviously not in pads. Uh, you know, this this time away will be fairly quick, and before we know it, we'll be back at training camp and getting ready to go. So,
2: Sean, what's on the checklist, so to speak, from here until until training camp?
3: Well, it's a little different for the first year players. So the rookies, you know, will be here for more time. Uh, you know, another week. Those that are drafted. Uh, head to the Rookie Symposium, which is kind of a mandatory uh, league event. Um, And then for the rookies, it's just under four weeks. They'll be back early. Uh, Our injured players will get back the Sunday prior to reporting day. And then, uh, that hurt. The the rest of the team uh, gets back in on that. I think it is that Tuesday we travel. So you know the main thing when the, when the player's away and you talk about it a bunch we'll have a meeting here in a minute is just making sure they're staying on top of their conditioning level, their weights. you know they've gotten to a point here It's a little bit unique to to football different than maybe baseball, basketball or hockey per se when they when they get started with their training, it kind of leads then eventually into the season um, but i I think most of these guys understand that and they they have a plan with uh where they're going to work out, where they're going to train, um, we'll get we'll get started that last week in July.
1: As far as I know, there's you had a dramatic roster shakeup in the off season. Are you pleased? I know you don't really know until you play games. But are you are you pleased with the way that is all?
3: I think each year. I mean, I I think obviously it's unique when when there's a trade involving a player like Jimmy Graham. But with regards to the roster, the the transition. Of players coming in and players leaving would be very similar to every other year, um, and yeah, I mean I think we'll as we get back to training camp and we're we're actually playing other teams and getting into the preseason, you get you'll get a better feel for you know how your uh, how the new players are doing both with regards to the free agents or players that came in via trade or or the rookie class. Um, so far, though, I think the the work ethic's been good. These guys have been. Uh, done a good job paying attention to detail, and uh, you know we're kind of kind of looking forward to you know getting back at back out of here at the end of the month. That's about four and a half, five weeks away.
2: Now that you've heard through this first phase of on-field uh, workouts, uh, how much do you feel like Dennis has kind of gotten into his role since it's a little unconventional? Since
3: uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know that it's that unconventional. I think there's there. You could pick probably more than half the teams in this league that have someone who's a you know a senior assistant on either side of the ball
1: maybe a role he's not used to because he's used to
3: well it's yeah he's been a head coach he's been a coordinator he's been an assistant coach and his his value is is i think uh, extremely important for what we're doing and i think uh you know a real good acquisition for us he and rob have done a great job of you know being a part of putting the, what we're doing together uh, there's some things that we'll t- tinker with when we get to training camp um, but it's easier when you when you have a background with the player, you know, with the player, or when you have the background that I have with, with a coach like that. We're just kind of going through some of the older coaches or guys that have been here since 06, And Da was on that original staff as an assistant D-line coach in his first year, so he's doing well in getting his family situated. Uh, so I'm I'm excited to have him.
4: Sean, uh, Sean, when you're reflecting on a season and you look at the top teams, if you could say one thing. Um, and you see who, why they're on top uh, compared to all the teams. Is it point differential uh, uh, would be like the one thing that you or you can see why they in the top five are. Well, different.
3: the b- the bigger question would be point differential is going to show a reflection as to how how the season went overall. The, the, be- the better question is how was their point differential better than others? You know how was their record better than others? How, what you know, and I think you know it. it it gets down to some of the very basic things, you know, the fundamentals of football, protecting the ball, taking it away. Um, you know, everyone's coaching and teaching that, but it's still the details with with how you uh, with how you operate. And you know, each team's a little different, chemistry amongst the team, uh, the makeup, the locker room. Um, so I, I know we're anxious to 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 see how this team develops and, and begin that process here. You know, in a month and a half or so.
4: So when you bring in a guys for tryouts, are they here to all them here to compete for a job, or are you just
3: sometimes trying to get a look? No, or? we we really when we bring in the, the three players, we have you know we really want to get an evaluation as to a you know we've kept players. Kyrie was was a guy that was on, one of the guys I think about now that was in on a tryout. So we've kept and signed players like you know an hour after like this practice. Um, there are others then we've looked at and said, hey, it was. It's a pretty good impression. Uh, that helps us with regards to a short list you know, in the event of an injury. And then there are others that we've had a chance to evaluate and we think we're going to wait and hold on. So it, it allows you to gather information on a player, maybe a little bit more specifically than if, it, if the player had just been graded and, and never, never came here for three days. So typically something happens when they're here. Their grade goes up, their grade goes down, or it goes up and we sign them.
0: What was the attraction? I can't remember if you told the whole story on Josh Morgan at some point. Was he a guy you liked? Or
3: a well, he's, you a couple things. Number one, uh, he's a versatile player. Um, number two, Johnny Morton's had ex- uh, experience working with him. Um, he's smart. He's tough. Uh, he's a guy that will block. Um, he does a lot of things well. So, you know, I, I think as we were beginning to put together the, the numbers at that position, he fit a lot of the things that we were looking for.
0: You've always valued a, a blocker in this offense. I know Robert Meacham was great at that. Who, who's been standing out or who already has those credentials as, as a really good blocking receiver? In the
3: well, it would be based on years past because obviously we're not in pads yet. Right. Um, you know, I think Marcus has been steady. Someone who's big enough and, and knows who to block and is physical. I think some of these younger guys who haven't had that opportunity yet will have a chance. Um, look, it, it's it's part of the job description, so it's not just a plus that, it, you know, you, you have to be able to do that. It's like a corner that, you know, he has to be able to tackle. It's not okay if he can't. Uh, so I think that um, Josh would be someone that, that on film has shown that he does that and does it pretty well.
2: Is it a strength sure. of Nick too, or something he's Yeah, I done?
3: think that's something he can do well. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, the key is just getting the snaps, and but I think we'll see his, his snap count go way up.
4: Coach, what do you think of the fan presence the past three days?
3: Every year, it's it's fantastic. You know, we've got, uh, we think, the best fan base in the world. So to see him out here, especially in the heat, um, I think it's an ex- exciting time for them because there is change and they want to get to know, you know, who some of the new players are, be it rookies or free agents. Um, so this is the, their first exposure to, to this team. And, and then when we come back from Greenbrier and we're finishing training camp here they'll get more of that
0: with the Sean, long break ever, coming up Do you spend any time reminding the players of things that can happen off the field potentially with this much yeah, time off? Yeah, absolutely.
3: Yeah, you'll we'll go through it and and uh, you know talk about no news and um, Kind of hit those issues yesterday. We had a league security meeting and we'll have a meeting here in about 10 minutes
2: Sean, do you ever approach mini camp with different goals you want to accomplish in the first few weeks of OTA? Well,
3: it's kind of hard now. It used to be a little different, but the, the practices per se are very similar to the OTAs. The restrictions and guidelines are identical. So the only thing that's different during this three-day mini camp is A, it's mandatory. B, um, you have a longer day with meetings and, and you have more time on the field if you, if you need to use it. Um, so w- we really try to start at that first OTA and work our way through to this last mini camp practice with an installation schedule that marries or matches what they're going to get in the fall. Um, and, and I think from the beginning of that time, the minute you're having your first OTA practice, we're treating it much the same way with the fundamentals uh, in the kind of the nuts and bolts of what we want to do
2: so the way y'all schedule is, is set up uh, would y'all ever consider canceling mandatory minicamp if say you all gotten a lot accomplished in the first few weeks
3: well we felt like we we got a lot accomplished and yeah I mean we listen we treat each year we treat it differently you know we've had we've had days where instead of practicing we've done something I mean every year is different um, the way it sets up now this the schedule fit pretty well players get in middle of April they start with the lifting and running and very quickly they're they're into uh, the practices. So um, we cut it short, obviously today, uh, you know, good hour short. Um, but I think you look at each team and you look at it, you, you handle it accordingly. Coach, Sean, it, it seemed into- like this year you got six or seven guys: Anthony Spencer, Mike McLean, veterans who were, you might say were in the second wave of free agency, but it's coming here, was that by design, wanting to bring in some guys with more experience and, and, and see what, see how much they can help you. Well, yeah, to some degree. I think, um, you know, oftentimes that that early money spent, uh, you know, you have to be right on someone. Uh, that goes without saying. And as the free agency period extends itself, you know, you're looking for leadership. You're looking for the right fit. You know, do you have a vision for who you're signing? So hopefully we're right with the visions we had with some of these veteran players, because I think that uh, we spent a lot of time discussing, you know, where we feel like we could use depth, where we feel like we could use veteran uh, a veteran player, be it a pass rusher, a linebacker, uh, really regardless of the position. So um, yeah, I would say it's by design.
1: Coach, after the year he had last year, how excited are you about Mark Ingram moving forward in his career from this point? You
3: know, on? he's very consistent. He's been a consistent player. You know, he battled an injury a couple of years ago, but uh, you know, he's, competi- he's a competitor. Um, obviously a guy who's had success not only at this level, but you know, at the college level. And he'll be a big part of what we're doing this season.
4: Coach, you went into the offseason saying everything will be reevaluated. Any plans on making changes to training camp this year compared to last year?
3: Uh, well, the layout, the setup there was, was fantastic with regards to our schedule. Logistically, there are a lot of things that, that we found to be really, really good. Um, I think you know a lot of it will be you know how we practice, the intensity of which we practice, the attention to detail, uh, so, from a logistic standpoint, I don't see a lot of things changing, but hopefully our preparation and, and the focus on all the things that are important to win football games is better.
5: All right, we still have plenty of Saints sound to get to. We'll go to the defensive side of the football first. So, coming up next, you'll hear from defensive coordinator Rob Ryan, Haoli Kakaha, okay, I have to make sure to pronounce that right, so I have to pause a little bit, and Keenan Lewis. So, uh, tons of stuff going on, so we'll have those for you next on the Black and Blue
6: Report. Last year, over 400,000 people from 90 countries and all 50 states came to Auctioner to find the critical care they needed. People who could have gone anywhere made Auctioner their destination for a level of expertise, clinical research, and treatment options they couldn't find anywhere else. Auctioner and our affiliated physicians are renowned for leading-edge cardiovascular care, cancer care, pediatric care, innovative treatment of neurological disorders, and more. Our outstanding transplant program has resulted in Auctioner leading the nation in successful liver transplants for years. And today, Auctioner is partnering with physicians and strong community hospitals throughout the Gulf South to bring access to the highest quality of care closer to home. Find the care you need today. Call 866 Auctioner for a same day appointment. Auctioner, healthcare with peace of mind.
0: We call it no appointment radio. You're listening to the Black and Blue Report.
5: All right, we continue our mini camp sound from yesterday. We'll start on the defensive side of the ball. Some of the defensive assistants and coordinators were available to we'll talk to the media, including defensive coordinator Rob Ryan. He had some great things to say about Brandon Browner, the new cornerback for the Saints.
1: It's
4: great because right now is where you put in all your basics. You get all the, uh, you know, the fundamentals and 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 the. You know, get down to every little minute detail
1: uh, with everything we're doing. And I think he, he definitely uh, is going to benefit from being out here with his teammates. And even though he's you know still progressing and all that,
0: he's not 100 percent. But mentally, he's in there for 100 percent. That's going to be big. You know, pay big dividends for Any us. And he's changing him, taking command now that he's. Got oh, I mean, brand. I think it's a vocal group. I think uh, you know, but anytime you add a Brandon Browner. Uh, you know, you got a, a
1: new voice. That's that's a guy who's up front. He's been up front with every team he's been with,
3: and uh, and all he does is win. So I think uh, there's a great leader right there. We just uh, you know added in him for sure.
5: Also, another new guy for the Saints is a newly drafted Saint Haoli Kikaha. Um, he talks about adjusting to his first mini camp and uh, what he could take away from it.
2: Watch film on them and kind of critique you know their game, and, and it helps me out there. I changed up a fair amount of my uh, pass rushing things is, you know, beginning with stance, and so every little thing can be changed and manipulated to become a better pass rusher, and these guys, these guys are great for, uh, you know, learning those things. Spencer, uh, Gillette. You know, all these guys, Paris. Yeah. You feel like you're going back to the beginning with all your fundamentals? Well I mean there's something that you can change in, in every little aspect of your game. So I was just using that as an example, is that the stance is the first thing you learn as a pass rusher and you know I'm here, you know, at the last level of football, changing that up, you know, still in I don't know, my late years of football. So yeah, it's pretty it's pretty interesting.
4: How how has it been for you transitioning to an NFL playbook?
2: It's been it's been great. Um, you know, I keep up, but they challenge us. You know, and uh, they throw the most difficult things they can at us. Different shifts and motions, uh, a lot of crossing routes, and try to mess with our eyes to see if we understand the rules and concepts of the defense. And you know, it's been working well so far. What
5: are you looking to most getting to West Virginia? The, the, the show why they drafted you so high. What, what are you looking forward to getting out there?
2: I just can't wait to get back with the team and uh, put some pads on. That's that's the funnest part and uh, everybody's talked about it. So that's pretty much it, you know, being able to compete amongst these guys and uh, get better as a
5: team and prepare. And speaking of new guys, Keenan Lewis is not one of the new guys coming to the Saints, but uh, defensive assistant, senior defensive assistant Dennis Allen is one of the guys Keenan Lewin touched on him returning to the Saints, and also new wide receiver Josh Morgan.
3: For, for
4: everyone involved? With I want to say easy, especially when you bring in guys, you know, like I say, some of the guys we didn't have in his, on his team last year. Mm-hmm. But, you know, yeah. I'm thinking he pretty sure he got the feel of the players now, how to put us in what the position we need to be successful. So mm-hmm. with all our coaches gelling together and getting the guys, you know, I think we'll make a run for it.
2: What's uh, How would you describe him? We would describe Rob as this rah-rah guy. Dennis, I got knew Dennis from when he was here uh, in his first stint, and he was he's more of a calm guy. Is that the way you would you would describe
6: him, or is it something different?
4: He's like a sniper. You know, he moves <laughs> he moves silent, but he's ready to attack at all times. And yeah. you know, like I said, it's an honor to play for him, and I'm, I'm glad to see what his season take us. What you think about Josh Morgan so far? Going up against him, you know, that's a veteran guy. You know, we've been in it for a while now, and just to have his, that, that veteranship on the team, we definitely need him. and that'll be a guy we'll be counting on.
5: And again, if you missed any of the interviews from this week of minicamp, log on to NewOrleansSaints.com. All right, on the other side of the ball, coming up next, we'll hear from Teron Armstead, Josh Hill, and C.J. spilling Don't want to miss
1: out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7 365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus get text with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelican mobile alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today.
2: All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting.
5: Hi,
0: it's Mark Roeming. When I'm not announcing first down Saints, I'm listening to the Black and Blue Report.
5: Okay, we continue our Saints talk on this Friday. We turn to the offensive side of the ball, and Teron Marmstead looking to uh, continue to improve as he has the last couple of seasons with the Saints on that offensive line, here are his goals before heading into training camp. My just perception. try to come in as physically
0: ready as possible. I mean, <laughs> mentally too, of course, but to get my body um, completely healthy, uh, just yeah. coming yeah. as strong yeah. as I can. Yeah. Uh, my stamina, I yeah. want my stamina to be as best yeah. as it ever been. So,
5: what did Sean tell you? I know y'all had he gets to give his final conversation, to y'all uh, speech. What did he say to y'all uh,
0: going into a West Virginia? Um, I mean, he really just told us what the conditioning test was going to be, what he expect from everybody. Everyone's everyone is supposed to be working. Uh, you, owe it to your, you owe it to yourself and your teammates to put in the work and let's make this championship run when we get back. I mean, I'll see you in the four-yard dash. You probably have no problem with the conditioning run, huh? <laughs> uh, our conditioning test is not really just running, though, man. It's a lot of sled pushes and squats and all type But I wouldn't have any problem with it.
5: Another guy on the rise is tight end Josh Hill with the departure of Jimmy Graham. He and Ben Watson will get most of the snaps at tight end. On uh, He touched on being one of the top weapons at that position. Like, is there one of the top two options at, at tight end for the Saints. Uh, no different mindset.
2: Just coming to improve, uh, do whatever they ask me, and uh, I don't think it's different than any other year. Uh, just continue to get better every day.
5: I asked Ben this question last week. Do you take it as a challenge as a group to replace Jimmy's production, or as each individual person kind
2: of taking? I don't think we're looking to, you know, like Ben said. I read that, and like Ben said, we're not looking to replacing. We're looking to do what they asked us to do, and that's it. We're all different players. We do different things, so um, just continue to what we what we do. Josh, what do you do in the, in the next month and a half to get yourself
5: ready for, for West Virginia?
2: Uh, just continue the training that we've uh, began here Um, take a little time off enjoy the family but uh, just continue to work and get in shape uh, mentally and physically
5: what coach payton met with y'all a while ago what was his message for for getting ready for training camp what did he tell you to do this next month and a half before training camp it was
2: really just about the schedule about the conditioning test that kind of stuff and uh, just to be in shape
3: from what you've seen so far obviously like everybody's ranting about losing to me but for what how the offense has been changed, modified, anything like that? Is anything surprised you about what they, want to, what they want to do with tight ends, and st- are they still exploring that?
2: Yeah, I don't think anything has surprised me. Um, you know, they asked us to do a lot of different things, um, but we just take that as a challenge and accept it and just try to get better.
5: It's
3: going to be a productive position
5: though, it looks like. I
2: hope so, yeah.
5: The two things that are pretty prominent at Saints minicamp this week, the heat and the great turnout by the fans. C.J. Spiller coming from Buffalo, adjusting to both of those uh, can you talk about training you know, down here as compared to buffalo where it's obviously a lot cooler i mean you went to clemson where it's yeah. heat down there but can you just talk about yeah here?
4: i mean it's a whole lot the humidity here is a whole lot different so uh, you know being away uh, for five years from it uh, i think my body kind of had to adjust to it took probably about a week but now it, it feels great i can tell you that uh, to wake up and realize that it's 85 degrees out and not 35 degrees out, so uh, I'm looking forward to the, to the summer, uh, the heat. Uh, I think it's always better for the body.
5: What do you know about the, uh, the, the fan base and how loud that dome can get on Sundays?
4: Well, obviously, uh, when I was with Buffalo, uh, we uh, came here and played, so I understand how loud it, it was. loud then, so now I, uh, I'm excited about having an opportunity to be on the other end of it, uh, getting the crowd pumped up and hearing that, who that chant.
5: Yeah, CJ, it's going to be nice when you're on the other side of those chants from the Saints fans in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Looking forward to seeing everyone out there coming preseason and then the regular season. Not too far away, only a month or so away from training camp. And so right now, not a lot of Saints talk anymore as it'll go dark for about a month. We'll take a break. When we come back, I'll wrap up this Friday edition of the Black and Blue Report.
4: In New Orleans, food is more than a passion. It's a tradition. And Zatarans has been part of that tradition for 125 years. From jambalaya and dirty rice to crab boil and more, Zatarans has been jazzing up dinner since before there was jazz. And we're excited about what next season might bring. Jazz it up tonight with Zatarans, proud sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans.
1: For 27 years, locally owned A Confidential Transportation has provided New Orleans with premium transportation services. The modern fleet of A Confidential sedans, SUVs, limousines, limo buses, and vans are operated by fully licensed and insured chauffeurs. Whether you need to transport corporate clients or you're headed to a special event, let A Confidential get you safely there on time. With affordable pricing, call 504 712 1700 to book your A Confidential Transportation today.
0: Want to listen to the Black and Blue Report on your phone? Download the Saints and Pelicans app today.
5: All right, so I've been telling you this whole week that the Black and Blue Report will go on high A this starting after today, but after some deliberation, uh, we're going to go one more week of the Black and Blue Report.
4: Yay!
5: I know, very excited because we have a lot of Pelican stuff to get to next week. Alvin Gentry will be introduced on Monday afternoon to the media and uh to everyone watching the press conference and then we'll have plenty of Alvin Gentry coverage throughout the week including an exclusive interview with him on this show I'll have a plethora of co-hosts next week including Jen Hale from Fox Sports New Orleans and the NFL on Fox Joel Myers David Wesley Jim Eikenhofer Jim will help me primarily with the NBA draft on Thursday and Friday but again we'll have tons of Pelicans coverage for you next week that's what we'll devote our entire week for and so we wanted to make sure you guys got all the pelicans coverage you can get this next week and so after next week our hiatus will in fact happen until saints training camp so i know we said june 19th would be the last show but we wanted to give you one more week and then we'll take our little break until training camp so i hope everyone has a fantastic weekend stay cool stay dry and have some fun enjoy the summer and uh, we'll talk to you on Monday as we'll uh, introduce a new Pelicans head coach. And uh, it'll be an exciting time here at the uh, facility for the Saints and the Pelicans. All right. Have a great weekend. I'm Daniel Sallerson. Thanks for listening to the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans, the Black and Blue Report.
0: Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back next week. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.